Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. We all know about the atrocities that were committed by Hamas last October the 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel is defending itself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes. Well, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, IFCJ, is right there in the middle of all of it every single day. They're distributing critical essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. They need your help. And that's why I'm partnering with IFCJ right now. Visit supportifcj.org to help. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. To give to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, please go now to supportifcj.org and give as generously as you can. Now, the most important part is your gift will be matched to double its impact and help provide twice the support. Again, visit supportifcj.org, supportifcj.org right now. Thank you, and God bless you. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. We have seen the silencing of conservatives on social media. We've seen terrorists keep their Twitter accounts. We have seen liberals accuse conservatives of trying to murder them. That happened with AOC saying it about Ted Cruz. That tweet has not been censored, and it's still up on Twitter. We have seen the silencing of Christians now on social media as over the weekend, Focus on the Family's Twitter account was silenced after they reported on the actual definition of what transgender means. And now we have the media ganging up, trying to banish conservative media from existing in this country. CNN this weekend has gone into full court press mode to try to get OAN, Newsmax, and Fox News banned from your service provider. What this would mean is you would turn on your cable, no matter who your cable provider is, and these channels would cease to exist because if you can get them deplatformed the same way that they did with Parler, then that platform actually doesn't exist. Pretty awesome, isn't it? If you can pull that off against your competition. Well, that is exactly what they're doing. And in a long form this weekend, you had CNN doing exactly what I just described. CNN's media correspondent, a guy that hates conservatives more than probably anyone I've ever met in my life, Brian Skelter, is keeping this fight alive and uniting liberals in the media to push to eliminate Fox News from existing. Forget the point of the First Amendment. CNN hosts are now seeming to take their cues from leadership 
and they're trying to make sure that other news outlets don't have free speech. They don't have the ability to say what they want to say. Brian Skelter on CNN went after Fox News and the cable carriers that carry him saying, you guys are spreading propaganda. Fox News doesn't deserve free speech. Fox News deserves to be silenced. Take a listen. Sky information pollution. And the polluters are trying to deflect blame. Dishonest cries of censorship are filling Fox's airwaves with charges that these guys right here are being suppressed. The word censorship's been invoked almost 400 times on Fox this month alone and more than 300 times on Newsmax. You know, post-insurrection, a book publisher decided that it did not want to be in business with Senator Josh Hawley. So he's been on a national TV tour claiming he's muzzled. And Tucker Carlson is telling viewers that this network, CNN, is trying to force Fox News off the air, which is patently false. It's as predictable as the sunrise. Democrats win elections, and then Republicans say they are being silenced. But while some cry cancel culture, let me suggest a different way to think about this. A harm reduction model. Most people want clean air and blue skies and accurate news and rational views. And then in that healthy environment that looks beautiful, then we can have great fights about taxes and regulation and healthcare and all the rest. The vast majority of people can agree that disinformation about, let's say the pandemic is unhealthy, it's harmful. So how can that harm be reduced? Well, big tech platforms say they are removing lies about vaccines and stamping out stop the steal BS and QAnon cult content. Now, do these private companies have too much power? Sure, and many people would say yes, of course they do. But reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censoring freedom of speech. Hold on a second. Did you hear the logic there by CNN? Reducing a liar's speech is not reducing his, second, his, his First Amendment rights. Yes, it is. Do you have the right to say something that's untrue in this country? Yes, and proof of it is CNN. CNN has the right to make up crap every day. If you don't believe me, then let's go back to CNN for just a moment. There was a big interview this weekend. A big interview. A big interview with a guy who the media said didn't do anything wrong. The media said there was an unarmed black man that was shot in the back by the police. Jacob Blake. Over and over again, CNN and their most trusted journalist at CNN, Jake Tapper, continued to spread a big lie that Jacob Blake was an unarmed black man when, in fact, he was not an unarmed black man. Jacob Blake sat down and did a big interview about being shot by the police. He's now in a wheelchair probably for the rest of his life. Why? Because he was an armed black man that fought the police and got shot. Now, I want you to use the logic that you just heard from CNN's own I'm the guy that is the arbiter of truth, Brian Skelter, who actually says that you do not have the right to lie over and over again, and when you do, you should be silenced and you should be shut down. Okay, well then why have you not fired Jake Tapper and his entire team? Because Jake Tapper and his entire team, we now know for a fact, lied to the American public over and over and over and over and over and over again about Jacob Blake claiming that he was an unarmed black man. You don't believe me. Here is a montage of Jake Tapper at CNN saying over and over again, 
that, that, that the, there was a police shooting of an unarmed black man. They shot him in the back. And then this weekend, you have an interview with Jacob Blake, the guy that was shot, saying he was, in fact, armed. A disturbing story out of Wisconsin, yet another unarmed black man shot. Disturbing video last night showed Jacob Blake unarmed being shot by police. A black man, father of three, shot in the back at close range in front of his three children. He was unarmed. President Trump still has not commented on what happened to Jacob Blake, the unarmed black man. We all saw it. A man who appears to be completely unarmed. I agree that before any verdict come down, comes down, there needs to be an investigation. Uh, but I don't understand why expressing sympathy for what happened and outrage that once again an unarmed black man is shot. Uh, we won't know to the investigation is completed well, whether there was a firearm in the, in the vehicle or not. I don't know. I'm not going to prejudge that. But they said that Mr. Blake was not unarmed, that he had a knife in his possession. And by the way, I'm now playing you reporters, right? Now reporters are coming out saying, well, he was unarmed. So wait, when did a knife be- somehow become not unarmed right like they're saying oh well, you may have had a knife but that's he's still unarmed this is cnn pushing this and i go back to what was just said there by brian skelter at cnn right he says that you should not have the ability to lie on the air and keep your job keep your platform and QAnon cult content now do these private companies have too much power sure and many people would say yes of course they do but reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censoring freedom of speech. Oh, reducing a liar's reach is not the same thing as censoring free speech. Okay, so let's go back to then and apply that standard to your colleague at CNN, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper and all of his friends are pushing a lie out there that Jacob Blake was an unarmed black man. And then even when they found out he had a knife, they still refer to him as being a guy that's unarmed but just had a knife, which is not unarmed unarmed that he had a knife in his possession shooting of jacob blake uh unarmed a black man in the back although he, he did have a, a knife in his car i'm sorry wait 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 wait. unarmed black man well he did have a knife but he's still how can you refer to him as an unarmed black man jacob blake if he has a knife well then they're saying well he didn't really have it in his hand as, as cnn tells you and again i go back to their standard now shouldn't cnn be deplatformed shouldn't they be canceled shouldn't they be taken off the airwaves based on their own rhetoric shouldn't Jake Tapper be fired immediately for spreading this lie that caused riots and looting and actual death because you pushed a story that Jake that that that, that Jacob Blake was an unarmed black man when we now know and, and and I'm going to play you the words of Jacob Blake in just a moment he was armed he was not unarmed he was armed he had a knife he admits it it was and he even says I shouldn't have had the knife I shouldn't have had the knife and attacked the police So much for being the arbiters of truth, right? So CNN and Jake Tapper continue to spread these lies, a big lie, a lie that cost people their livelihoods, cost them their businesses, where people were beaten in the streets, where the police were attacked and assaulted, and people were actually hurt because they continued day after day, week after week, because they wanted to attack Donald Trump, and they wanted to help Black Lives Matter, and they wanted there to be unrest, and they wanted there to be insanity out there in the world not knowing what the hell they're talking about, selling a big lie. Meanwhile, CNN saying Fox News should be silenced, OAN should be silenced, Newsmax should be silenced, they should be deplatformed. You shouldn't be able to watch them because they're spreading all these lies. Well, here is, again, how are you guys still on the air then? Shouldn't Jake Tapper be fired based on Brian Skelter at CNN's own standard? His his own standard. Because his own standard is we should stop lies, right? 
no matter where they are, no matter who says them, lies should not be allowed to be said on the air. And if they are, you should be deplatforming it, whether it's uh, whether it's conservatives or, or, or liberals. Right. That's their logic on cult content. Now, do these private companies have too much power? Sure. Yeah, many people would say, yes, of course they do. But reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censoring freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is different than freedom of reach. And algorithmic reach is part of the problem. Oh, okay. So we need to limit your reach. All right. So let's go back to Jake Tapper. How does he still have a job? How do all these other CNN White House correspondents and reporters that pushed a big lie narrative to undermine freedom, democracy, and rule of law and order around the country saying, no, 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 you witnessed a black man being shot in the back, Jacob Blake, and Jacob Blake even says, no, 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 that's not true. I guess we see you, you walk away from the officers after they try to grab you. I'm rattled, you know. I realized I had dropped my knife, a little pocket knife. So I picked it up after I got off of him. I shouldn't have picked it up only considering what was going on. At that time, I wasn't thinking clearly. Wasn't thinking clearly. So you got Jacob Blake saying, I did pick up a knife. Right, I picked it up. I ran with that knife. And now you have total destruction. Cities that are burned, people's businesses that are torched. In fact, let me let you hear one of the business owners who lost everything because of the lie that CNN pushed. The big lie that this guy was an unarmed black man shot in the back. What I see, I was not prepared for. I knew it was going to be a disaster, but I didn't know what a disaster looked like until I saw it. It's emotionally hurtful. Uh, We didn't do anything to anybody. Why do we deserve it? Business owner had his entire business torched and was attacked in the streets, caught on camera, was hit in the head and beaten doing an interview there we didn't deserve this i didn't do anything to anybody doesn't matter right because there was a narrative there was a big lie a big lie that was put together by cnn who told you that there was an unarmed black man that was shot in the back unarmed black man shot in the back you should be outraged loot blow up buildings set them on fire torch police cars torch government buildings because american black men are being murdered being shot in the back while they're unarmed in front of their three children. A disturbing story out of Wisconsin, yet... And it's disturbing, because we said so at CNN. Another unarmed black man shot. Disturbing video last night showed Jacob Blake unarmed, being shot by police. A black man, father of three, shot in the back at close range in front of his three children. He was unarmed. President Trump still has not commented on what happened to Jacob Blake, the unarmed black man. We all saw it. A man who appears to be completely unarmed. I agree that before any verdict come down, comes down, there needs to be an investigation. Uh, but I don't understand why expressing sympathy for what happened and outrage that once again an unarmed black man is shot. Uh, we won't. By, by the way, let me say this. I, I have no sympathy for Jacob Blake because Jacob Blake deserves no sympathy. Jacob Blake put his children's lives in danger. He put the police lives in danger. He grabbed a weapon and attacked police. And he got shot in the back. I don't feel sorry for him. And and based on the interview he gave right to ABC News, it sounds like he doesn't even believe that you should feel, quote, sorry for him. He's even admitting he made a mistake. He made a mistake. 
He screwed up. See you, you walk away from the officers after they try to grab you. I'm rattled, you know. I realized I had dropped my knife, that little pocket knife. So I picked it up after I got off of him. I shouldn't have picked it up, only considering what was going on. At that time, I wasn't thinking clearly. I wasn't thinking clearly. I shouldn't have picked it up. That's the guy. Well, the story, it, and now we've moved on at CNN from this story, right? Because it fit the narrative of the day. Donald Trump, evil man. Donald Trump hasn't commented on this. There should be a race war in society today. So let's go back to what they were saying this weekend. CNN's Brian Skelter says reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censorship. Okay, so then should we deplatform CNN because you guys at CNN are spreading these lies? That's the question I think we should be asking. See, by the way, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, CEO, is now pledging to depoliticize Facebook. And he's hitting conservatives so that your stuff won't show up in the news feeds anymore. How stupid does CNN think viewers are? So stupid that you'll believe that we should censor the airwaves of Fox News, that we should silence them, that we should deplatform them. You guys are the ones that start race wars in America. You shouldn't be deplatformed. Now, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg seems to agree. Here's the headline from Politico. He's pledging to depoliticize Facebook. Zuckerberg says one of the top pieces of feedback that we're hearing from our community is that people don't want politics and fighting to take over their experience on our services. Well, he's, he's several years too late, but, but that is a real issue. And he wants to now try to clean up Facebook. But this is bigger than Facebook. This harm happens all over the place. In the words of a recently fired Fox News editor, news consumers are both overfed and malnourished at the same time, gorging on empty informational calories, indulging their sugar fixes of self-affirming half-truths and even outright lies. It's impossible to make all those lies go away, but they can be reduced. All right? Harm reduction. Harm reduction. Okay. Again, I go back to Jake Tapper. shouldn't you guys at CNN, if you're going to preach this, immediately get rid of all the reporters and Jake Tapper and you when you reported the big lie that caused widespread chaos, death, destruction in Wisconsin by telling us, the American people, that you should go out and be angry and lose your minds and freak out because an unarmed black man was shot in front of his three kids, even though he had a knife in his hand. You put it out there story out of Wisconsin, yet another unarmed black man shot. Disturbing video last night showed Jacob Blake unarmed being shot by police. A black man, father of three, shot in the back at close range in front of his three children. He was unarmed. President Trump still has not commented on what happened to Jacob Blake, the unarmed black man. We all saw it. A man who appears to be completely unarmed. I agree that before any verdict come down, comes down, there needs to be an investigation. Uh, But I don't understand why expressing sympathy for what happened and outrage that once again, an unarmed black man is shot. Uh, Again, this is all perpetrating a lie. This is all selling a big lie. Back to Skelter. Reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censorship. So we should get rid of these lies. You want to start with your own, bro? Why not start with you guys? 
But instead we get this over on Newsmax. Look at this, Biden's plan to destroy America. It looks like some crazy comic book movie or something or some action hero movie. That's what we get on Newsmax. Here's what we get on Fox. Tucker Carlson declaring that unity for Dems means locking up their opponents and quote, you can now be arrested for saying the wrong thing. What? And the government is at war with its own people. What? This apocalyptic stuff is day in, day out on these channels. It is part of a radicalization pipeline that pits neighbors against neighbor. Radicalization pipeline. So, so let me get this straight. If I watch OAN, Newsmax, CNN, and tell you what's actually happening in this country, I am now reduced to what he just described as radicalization. I'm now a member of ISIS. I'm now a member of Al-Qaeda. You're the guys that radicalize people all summer long to torch cities, telling them lies, telling them that unarmed black men are being shot in the back, when in fact the same unarmed black man in his first sit-down interview with ABC News says, I was armed, I did pick up the knife, I did attack police, I was on top of a police officer beating that police officer, and then when I got off of him to run, I grabbed my knife. You radicalize cities everywhere. You radicalize minorities everywhere. You radicalize African-American communities to believe that they are in a situation to believe that they need to destroy their cities, loot their cities, burn their cities. And you want me to believe that I'm the problem? Come on, man. By the way, I can say all this because I worked there for seven years at CNN. And watch this propaganda come down the, the, the pipeline. When they saw an opportunity to divide the country, they did it. When they saw an opportunity to attack Donald Trump, they did it. When they saw an opportunity to, to create a race war to help Joe Biden win, they did it every single time. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is now ordering that the LGBT flag be flown at U.S. embassies outside. Now, the LGBT flag is not a part of American government. It's not like a bigger deal or shouldn't be a bigger deal than the U.S. flag. Yet, we now are seeing the U.S. Embassy and Consulate in Russia having a bigger LGBT flag flying than the American flag out front. It's bigger, wider, larger. It's hanging prominently over the door. The LGBT activists are cheering the Secretary of State Blinken's announcement that he will reverse an order from President Donald Trump and put up pride flags at U.S. embassies around the world. Outfront Magazine, a gay magazine, reported the development saying they got word that the Biden administration is off to a very hopeful start. As the Secretary of State nominee, Anthony Blinken has confirmed a recommitment to LGBTQ rights. Now, while, while all this is happening... And this is what they're focusing on. Somebody might want to look at the rest of the world and realize this probably shouldn't be our top priority today. As you're seeing military coups happen in the country and the world. Yeah, maybe maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe this isn't the top priority. When you look at the military coups that are actually happening right now as we speak. You would think that they would say, hey, now is not the time to like be flying gay pride flags right now is now is not the time when when you've got Miramar's military detaining the leader in a coup now might not be the time to be pushing the rainbow flag out there making this a top priority Miramar's military sees power the Southeast Asia country in a coup 
Monday after detaining the country's civilian leader and numerous other top government figures. In a television address, the Army announced that power had been handed to the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces and that it was declaring a national state of emergency for one year. The de facto leader, Sue Kia, and several state ministers are being detained in the capital, according to a spokesman for the Government National League for Democracy. The move comes after months of increasing friction between the civilian government and the powerful military over alleged election irregularities. The two bodies have attended to share power since 2015 election. Miramar's first openly contested poll since the end of a military rule. The power-sharing relationship now appears to be over following the coup. Sukai was Miramar's political new frontrunner, was celebrated as an international democracy icon, a former political prisoner. She spent 15 years under house arrest as part of a decade-long struggle against the military rule. Her release in 2010 and subsequent election victory five years later were lauded by Western governments as landmark moments in the country's transition of democratic rule after 50 years of military regime. However, despite embarking on some democratic reforms and installing a quasi-civilian government under General Stein in 2011, Myanmar's military was not keen to relinquish their power. The ruling junta drafted a constitution in 2008 that made sure the military would continue to wield significant political and economic influence, regardless of the future administrations. Under the constitution, the military is allocated a quarter of seats in parliament and is retained and retains control of key ministries like home affairs and defense. The military also has veto power on any attempts to amend the constitution. It's within his framework that Kai and the NLD first formed a government in 2015. She was elected to office under the title of state counselor, which has been invented as a loophole since the military drafted constitution barred her from becoming, quote, president. Then you had allegations of genocide against people. Don't worry. We're going to let this happen. We're not. This is this is another example of what happens when you have a weak president. This crap would not have happened, I would argue, under Trump. I just, I, I don't believe it. I, I'm just telling you. This is a perfect, perfect, perfect example of what happens when you have a leader that is weak. When you have a leader that is very weak and you're focused on flying gay, gay pride flags at our embassies and that's what you're doing. Other military powers and other people are going to realize this is the moment to get back in the game. You didn't. You noticed that we didn't get screwed with when Trump was in office. You didn't see our ships being screwed with in Iran. You didn't see a bunch of tankers being taken. You didn't see American soldiers on their knees, their hands behind their back like we did in the Obama administration in Iran. Remember that? We didn't, we didn't see that crap. And the reason why is because people knew not to screw with us. World leaders understood that you didn't screw with Donald Trump. You didn't screw with our allies. You didn't do military coups and think that there wasn't going to be some way that we were going to respond. Well, while this is happening, U.S. embassies around the world are being being told that, that you must fly the LGBTQ flag. That's where our head is right now. You got a list of flags permitted to be displayed at U.S. military bases. 
We've got to have a gay flag now, they say. Biden is the first U.S. president to openly embrace the full range of queer rights, including transgender equality. Outfront Magazine reports. That's right, because we have a guy that's dressed up like a girl who's now giving us medical advice at the highest level in the U.S. government. Great job on really making sure the world is less safe. It's really impressive what Biden has been able to do. So are you ready to get your vaccine for COVID-19? Maybe you're at risk. Maybe you are senior. Well, get in line because the mastermind of 9-11, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, will get his vaccine before many of you listening will. That's right. We are going to give and prioritize terrorists, including the mastermind of 9-11, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who lives at Gitmo, with a vaccine starting today. You may be at risk. You may be a senior. You may have underlying health conditions. You may be a frontline worker who hasn't received your vaccine yet. And the Biden administration has decided they are going to put your you as a priority right after they put terrorists as the bigger priority. This is not a joke. Today, terrorists, including the man who did 9-11, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, is going to be able to get a vaccine. If you've ever heard of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, KSM is how many of you may remember him. He is a Pakistani terrorist held by the United States at Guantanamo Bay under terrorism-related charges. He was named the principal architect of the 9-11 attacks. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was a member of Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda organization. He was in charge with leading al-Qaeda's propaganda operation from 1999 until late 2001. He was proud of his work. In fact, he confessed to FBI agents to a role in many of the most significant terrorist plots over the last 20 years around the world. Muhammad was captured in a raid on March the 1st, 2003 in Pakistan. It was a combined operation by the U.S. Intelligence Agency, CIA, and Pakistan's Inter-Service Intelligence, also known as ISI. Immediately after his capture, Muhammad was was extraordinarily rendered the secret to a secret U.S., or I should say CIA, prison site in Afghanistan. He was interrogated by operatives. In December 2006, he was transferred to military custody at Guantanamo Bay Detention Center. In March 2007, after significant interrogations, Muhammad confessed to masterminding the September the 11th attacks. He also confessed to being the mastermind of the Richard Reed shoe bombing attempt to blow up an airliner. He confessed to being the mastermind of the Bali nightclub bombing in Indonesia, as well as the 1993 World Trade Center bombing where many were killed in that underground parking garage explosion. And if you think it was just big things, no, it was some of the most gruesome. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was also the guy that was in charge of the beheading of Daniel Pearl. You may remember that journalist. He also planned various foiled attacks as well as numerous other heinous crimes. Fast forward to February 2008, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was charged with war crimes and the murder 
of multiple individuals by a U.S. military commission at Guantanamo Bay Detention Center, which could carry the death penalty. In 2012, a former military prosecutor criticized the proceedings, they said, as inappropriate because they said that some of his confessions were under duress because, yes, we did waterboard Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the guy who planned 9-11. I'm totally cool with it. The guy who planned the Bali nightclub bombing, the guy who did the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, and the beheading of Daniel Pearl, a journalist. I have no problem with pouring water on this guy's face. I want to be on the record as saying that. If you have a problem with it, I'll debate it with you. I'm fine with that. On August the 30th, 2019, a military judge set a trial date of January the 11th, 2021, to start Muhammad's death penalty trial. It took us 20 years to get there after 9-11. I want you to think about that. This is a guy who is going to get a COVID-19 vaccine before you do. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is a guy that did torture and planned his attacks all over the world. He's a guy that would travel in and out of different countries planning explosions to, from Sudan to Yemen to Malaysia to Brazil. He then started to travel to visit the elements of his worldwide jihad community under the command of Osama bin Laden. On his trip to Sudan, for example, he met with Osama bin Laden, who was living there at the time, aided by political leaders. After the U.S. asked the Qatar government to arrest Mohammed all the way back in 1996, he decided to flee to Afghanistan when apparently someone tipped him off. He then got even more tied in with Osama bin Laden. He formed a working relationship with Osama bin Laden. This is a guy who's getting the COVID-19 vaccine ahead of you because of the Biden administration. When bin Laden and his colleagues relocated their operations to Afghanistan, guess who went with them? Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Mohammed outlined a plan that would eventually become the quadruple hijackings of 2001, also known as the 9-11 attack. Bin Laden urged Khalid Sheikh Mohammed to become a full-fledged member of al-Qaeda, he refused such a commitment until around 1999 because he didn't think that Osama bin Laden was extreme enough. After they let him do the 1998 U.S. Embassy bombing in Nairobi, he finally felt that Osama bin Laden was getting extreme enough and he became a full-fledged member of al-Qaeda. So in 97, Mohammed moved his entire family from Iran to Karachi, Pakistan. That year, he tried unsuccessfully to join the Mujahideen leader in Chechnya, another area of special interest to Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Again, this is the guy we're giving the COVID-19 vaccine ahead of you to because of Joe Biden's administration. After going to Chechnya and planning some bombings there, he returned to Afghanistan. He accepted Osama bin Laden's invitation to become his number two. And he eventually became the leader of al-Qaeda's media committee. That's where you film beheadings and propaganda to get people radicalized on the Internet. And that's when he came up with his master plan. The plan on the attack of the United States of America on 9-11. And we're going to give him the COVID-19 vaccine before you get it. The first hijacked plan 
that Muhammad presented to the leadership of Al-Qaeda called for several airplanes on both east and west coast to be hijacked and flown into targets. His plan evolved from an earlier Floyd, foil plot. Bin Laden rejected some potential targets that Khalid Sheikh Mohammed wanted, such as the U.S. Bank Tower in Los Angeles, as he wished to simplify the attacks so they would be more successful. In late 1998 and early 1999, Bin Laden gave approval for Mohammed to proceed to organize the 9-11 plot. Meetings in early 1999 took place between Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, Osama Bin Laden, and his military chief, Mohammed Atif. Bin Laden led the plot and provided financial support from start to finish. He also was involved in selecting the participants, including uh, choosing Mohammed Atta as the hijack leader. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed provided operational support, such as selecting targets and helping arrange travel for the hijackers, and Atif directed the actions of the hijackers. After Atta was chosen as the leader of the mission, he met with Osama bin Laden to discuss the targets. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed said the World Trade Center, which represents the U.S. economy, would be perfect. The Pentagon, a symbol of U.S. military, would also be perfect. And the U.S. Capitol, the perceived source of U.S. policy and support of Israel, would be perfect. The White House, by the way, was also on the list, as bin Laden considered it a political symbol and wanted to attack it as well. If any pilot could not reach his intended target, he was to crash the plane into the White House. This is the guy that we're giving a 9-11 vaccine, or excuse me, a, a COVID-19 vaccine to ahead of American citizens that are high risk, at risk, because the Biden administration said, let's do it. And I'll leave it at that. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for for more details, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com backslash live.